Hey, what's up? It's Chris, the Drone Geek, and on today's episode of the LTD Podcast, I'm interviewing Janice Engelgau. She's the communication specialist from Fruity Shoots, which is an aerial asset recovery company. Essentially, they produce parachutes for commercial drone platforms so that you can safely recover them in case there's some sort of mid-flight malfunction that causes them to not be able to stay in the air. Absolutely awesome company. Janice also specializes as a burnout coach and personal stylist. I talked to her about all of that and more today on the Let's Talk Drones podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Chris, the Drone Geek. And on today's episode of the LTD podcast, I've got Janice Engelgau here from Fruity Shoots. She's also a burnout coach, helps people with their burnout loads. Um, Janice, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. We got hooked up at the UAV Expo in Las Vegas uh, this year. And after doing a little bit of discovery on my own about who you are and what you do, you aren't just lead communication specialist for Fruity Shoots, which we're going to talk about here in just a second. You also help a lot of people in the professional world in various different industries uh, managing burnout, which is something that content creators like myself and a lot of the people watching this and listening to this uh, are and they struggle with is burnout. So let's go ahead. First of all, again, thank you for joining us. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey from fruity shoots to what you're doing now as a burnout coach. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I mean, it's been quite a journey and to backtrack a little bit further back from fruity shoots, like really this journey started when I was a kid. As a kid, I was actually quite shy and very insecure and very stressed and distracted. So to feel like I had control, I stopped trying in school. It wasn't a question of aptitude. I I was, I feel like I was quite smart as a kid, but to make it feel like I had control, I stopped trying. Mm. While around middle school, I was tired of feeling this way. Like I wanted to be at the same level as my peers. And so I said, okay, I'm done with this. I want to be at the same level. And so I overcorrected. And I started working really hard. And because I had that belief that I wasn't good enough, I was trying to fill it with this work, this constant hustle. And I'd have people all the time tell me, you need to slow down. You're doing too much. And I was like, no, I want to get caught up. I want to be where everyone else is. So the first career I ever wanted um, was to be a musical theater actress, actually, something very different from drones. Um, And I, you know, followed that path and I went to school for that. And after I graduated, um, so my dad is the CEO of Purdue Shoots. He was actually looking to hire some administrative. He had some administrative roles to fill. And so I said, okay, you know, I, I need a job. And so I jumped into that and continued to do theater. And so I moved to New York City, where I live now, and um, I, you know, continue doing theater on a professional level. And, you know, you hear lots of stories about how it's hard. Well, it's really hard. <laughs> it's a lot of waking up at like five in the morning and training and classes. And there's so many people. So I was constantly burning myself out. And I was a full-time employee for Fruity Shoots. And I was feeling when the pandemic happened, I was kind of done with theater. Mm-hmm. So I decided to become a style blogger, actually. I had this other passion, again, very different from drones. Um, and through all that content creation and social media and blogging, I was just constantly burning out. 
And so I said, okay, maybe this is just not for me. My favorite part of that was when I got to help friends with style. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll be a personal stylist. So I took that on and I was still burning out all the time. Again, I was still a full-time employee of Fruity Shoots and I decided I need to figure this out because these burnouts are getting worse. And I jumped into this journey of trying to heal from burnout and I eventually figured out kind of what the secret magic of what that was. And I was like, this is my passion. You know, I love getting to help people through this because I know how hard it can be when you're always kind of riding on the edge of burnout and then burning out. Um, and I know how wonderful it can be when you get to that place where you're not burning out anymore. It's blissful. It's you feel peace. And that doesn't mean life is uh, perfect, but you know, you're in a lot more grounded and a peaceful place and you are a human and you are yourself first and foremost. I'm not just an actress. I am Janice and I also work for Fruity Shoots and I'm also a burnout coach. So, you know, life is now more about, uh, you know, working to live instead of living to work. So that was my, uh, my journey to where I am now. <laughs> and it's so interesting too. And I love hearing that because I, you know, recently without getting into too much detail, uh, I experienced my own form of pretty intense professional burnout. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's tough because you have to find this balance between, you know, doing the work that needs to be done to sustain yourself while also being able to enjoy the fact that you're able to sustain yourself um, and actually sustaining the soul, you know, if, if you will. Yeah, um, it, it's it's just such a, a contrast to the grind culture which is super yeah. prevalent in social media, which is super prevalent mm -hmm. among content creators, because yep. the idea is if you're not constantly churning content out, if you're not constantly doing something, mm -hmm. you're failing. Um, yeah. And I just don't know the more and more that I, I dive into being a content creator of my own, how much I believe that. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, and I guess before we get into that, because I really am one of those people that likes to save the best for last. And I think really yeah. the most beneficial part of this conversation is going to be talking about how to handle burnout. I, yeah. I do want to connect the dots for some of the, the viewers and the listeners mm -hmm. here. We talked Absolutely. about how we met. Uh, which mm -hmm. was, it was great meeting you there and talking to you there at the UAB Expo. You work with Fruity Shoots. We've already touched on that a little bit. It, tell us about Fruity Shoots. Um, you know, this is a product that's sort of a really cool thing in the commercial UAV world, and I don't think enough people know about it. Yeah, absolutely. So Fruity Shoots is a manufacturer of uh, professional aerospace recovery solutions. So drone parachute recovery is what we do. Um, we've been in business for 15 years, and we've had over 4,000 customers, business in all 50 states and over 100 countries. So really anything as light as um, one kilogram to 200 kilograms, we can um, accommodate with recovery. So we have quite a big recovery um, line. And what's really interesting about Fruity Shoots um, compared to some other recovery products on the market is really what we do is open source recovery. So you can come to us virtually with any platform that's in that weight range, and we have something that will work for that. And we don't just have launchers with some kind of ballistic mechanism like a spring or CO2. We also have fixed wing bundles. So, you know, there's lots of options and you aren't locked into just one package. You can put together parachutes with certain launchers and other accessories. So 
depending on what your application is and your goals, there's a lot of flexibility. Um, yeah. So what, what would the difference between this is uh, this is something I'm not even aware of, but what would the difference between like a fixed wing solution versus like a ballistic solution? Uh, mm -hmm. I, obviously, the mechanisms are different, but, you yeah. know, what are the, the pros and cons between those two things? Right. So really, it comes down to the system you're working with. So if you are working with um, a drone that has propellers, we recommend a ballistic launcher. And okay. the reason for that is that ballistic mechanism gets the um, parachute away from the drone. So you're getting that separation. There's less of a chance of those props getting, uh, the parachute getting tangled in the props. Okay. So with fixed wing, you have that forward motion. Even if the aircraft is falling, it's still gonna be free falling in that forward motion. Mm -hmm. So because of that, it's not necessary to have a spring or CO2 mechanism. So you are relying on that forward motion and that uh, with that, we use a pallet parachute to extract a main parachute to recover it. So if you are working like VTOL or something like that, then we do recommend again, some kind of ballistic um, to launch it. But if it's just a straight up fixed wing platform, then a fixed wing bundle is a good choice. And they're lighter than using a canister. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, you, you made that differentiation and I thought, you know what? I, I'm not sure I know the difference between <laughs> that. So I, I wanted to get that out there. So uh, fruity shoots, um, you know, I, I've seen some of the, the platform, some of the different solutions that you have uh, at the show. And one of the more striking features of it is A, the name and B, <laughs> the way that the parachutes themselves look. Can you tell us some backstory on where the name came from and, and why they look the way they look? Yeah, we always get asked on the name. Um, so uh, when the business started, it was for hobby rocketry parachutes specifically. So um, my father um, was into hobby rocketry and he was really not happy with the parachutes that he was getting. They were just kind of cheaply made and not reliable. And the thing with rocketry you have to have a parachute. There's no other way to safely land. And uh, my mom sews and he thought, well, you can make me one. And <laughs> she did. And people were like, this is so amazing. Can we buy one? And um, so that's where it uh, grew from. And um, with the name, all the hobby rocketry companies have these kind of quirky, fun, gimmicky names. This is kind of something with the industry. And so... I may, I forget which one of us came up with this, but it was like, how about like parachutes and fruit flavor colors? Like yellow is lemon and red is cherry. So we thought, fruity shoots. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that was that was maybe, um, so I was there at the UAV Expo and mm -hmm. the, the I was there with the droning company as sort of a, a content creator, curator and, um, and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, my, the CEO of my company, his name is Stuart Smith looked at me and he said, we've got to figure out what's going on with fruity shoots. He said, that's just such, he said, they're just sticking out. He was like, I've never heard of them before, but th they have such a cool product and I want to learn more about them. So I need you to go over and talk to them. Um, <laughs> You know, that's what eventually led to, to the conversation. But, uh, you know, that's that is sort of the, the, the dots then how it was connected before we move on and talk about really what I think is going to benefit the viewer base even more than anything else. How can people find out more about Fruity Shoots website, social media? Where, where, they can, where can they find Fruity Shoots? Yeah, the best thing is to go to our website. Um, we really pride ourselves on 
being as educational as we can. Um, you know, in the drone world, because it's such a fast moving industry, a lot of people are very secretive. Um, and so we try to really educate. So just going to our website, which is fruityshoots.com, F-R-U-I-T-Y-C-H-U-T-E-S.com is the best way. Okay, excellent. I'll have a link for that down in the description awesome. of the video um, for anybody watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify, uh, check them out or go to the YouTube video and find the link there. Um, but that does bring us to sort of our next seg in the conversation is burnout. Um, so you are a uh, person of many, many trades, many, many hats. It sounds like you've got a lot of talents. Um, and, you know, it's, it sounds like you and I aren't so different in that it's, it's taken a lot to find what, what your purpose is, what your meaning is, um, and what you need to do. And, you know, you've, you've been presented all these different opportunities and different avenues and it just nothing seems to fit. And more than anything, it starts to sort of suck the life out of you. I know that we're not the only two people that deal with that. There's actually a tremendous amount of people that deal with that, especially in yeah. the content curation, as well as the drone it, multimedia, drone surveying, whatever you do with UAVs in this industry that deal with that. Tell, tell us, first of all, how somebody can identify burnout. Um, you know, what are some of the early signs and how can they sort of nip it in the bud before it gets really, really bad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree in content creation in the drone industry. It's it's just always moving so fast. You know, algorithms are changing constantly on platforms. The drone industry, I mean, you saw it commercial UV expo, I'm sure to you, there was so many things you had never seen before. That's how I felt. I was like, I don't recognize this and that. <laughs> so it's so easy to feel like I got to keep up. You know, I have to keep up. I have to keep going. And so it's really easy to overwork and deplete yourself. So some kind of symptoms that are a little bit more common with burnout, and it's not always super clear, but um, it can be things like, you're losing motivation. That's a little bit more of an obvious one. Uh, physical exhaustion, um, isolating yourself. That's a little bit less of an obvious one. You start to kind of cut off people and support systems so you can work even harder. Um, it's getting hard to make decisions. You're getting really irritable. Another one is you start having escape fantasies like, like I'm, you know, I'm just going to move to Long Island with my cats and never talk to anyone again, like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, another less obvious one is um, people's like appearance and taking care of it. So, um, you know, we all kind of know what it's like to wear something that makes us feel good. And when we stop investing that time into doing something that makes us feel good, we're just kind of inviting more burnout. So really the, crux of what burnout is, is we have stopped doing what makes us feel good. Mm -hmm. And we have depleted ourselves. Basically, our cup is no longer full. So how we stay out of that, really what it is, is it's something that needs to be maintained on a daily basis. Otherwise, you're always going to be riding that edge of burnout. And the key to staying out of it and your listeners, just stick with me if this sounds a little crazy. <laughs> but what it is, is it is having a consistent balance of what's called feminine and masculine energy. Now, this has nothing to do with gender. Every single person needs a balance of both. And feminine energy is intuition, emotion, body, receptivity, wide focus, fluidity, rest. 
masculine energy is kind of the opposite. It's logic, cognition, spirit, penetration, singular focus, structure, action. You need a balance of both to be healthy. Now, a lot of us that are really driven by our careers, I mean, that's how I've been most of my life. We're too much in that masculine energy and we're working and we're forcing and we're not spending enough time resting. So in other words, we need to have that balance between work and rest. And most of us try to solve most of our problems, which is more work. So it's about in our daily life, um, you know, creating space for more rest, essentially. Okay. Yeah. That, and that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that um, it's, it's sort of a catch 22, it sounds like, mm -hmm. because if the key is more rest, uh, finding that balance and, and creating rest for yeah. yourself, if you're in that work, 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 work phase, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to come to grips with the fact that you do the best thing for your productivity is to yeah. stop being productive for a period. Yeah. Um, it, it, can you tell us a little bit about how somebody that might be struggling with that idea or, or grasping onto that, how they can manage that burnout and how they can bring themselves down to earth without, you know, crash landing, uh, excuse the pun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a perfect pun. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the first thing I will say is I, like I told my story before, like, this is something I really do. I, I really sympathize with anybody that, is struggling with figuring out how to rest because you have these goals and you want them so badly to happen that it feels like, well, if I take time away, my goals are just going to get farther out. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I would first say trusting that this is going to work for you, I think is like the first step and just giving it a chance. Mm -hmm. So, I would say the first, um, the first thing, the most important thing is having a daily mindset practice. Um, out of any um, tips that I give people, this is the most important one. And what it comes down to is something most of us don't want to do. And that is feel what we don't want to feel because mm -hmm. feeling is healing. And so having some kind of practice that allows us to feel whatever these negative blocks that are coming up feeling them out removes them and allows us to be clear-minded to be able to pursue our goals. So there's different ways to do this. Some people love journaling. Some people love meditation. I'm a big fan of what is called emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. Um, that is the one I have found the most beneficial. Uh, it can feel kind of weird the first time you do it. It feels kind of out there, but I think it it is... Um, it's been the most impactful for me. And I know a lot of other people that have seen a lot of good um, results from that. So I would start with that. I mean, even if that mindset practice is just taking five minutes and just closing your eyes and just taking deep breaths in the morning, like that could be a great way to get started. Um, I would say like that is really where someone will find the most um, change is just by starting with that. And I can personally attest to those two methods um, in one of the hardest times of my life. Uh, you know, I kept a journal and I meditated for 15 minutes a day, every day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, when you hear that and for the longest time, you know, I grew up in a very small area. Um, 
very conservative, uh, you know, just very traditional area. So when I first heard about how beneficial journaling and meditation in particular were, my, my knee jerk reaction was there's no way it's going to work. You know, I'm, I'm just, there's no way that sitting with my thoughts <laughs> for 15 minutes a day and then writing it down about my feelings and, and events that happen throughout the day is going to help me. And I was so surprised after just like three or four days journaling, you know, I already started to feel a flow. Like I was excited to, to write in my journal because I thought I can get this out onto a physical medium. Um, yeah. And the meditation was also, I did that every morning. First thing when I woke up is just sort of center myself. Um, and it just, it, the feeling that you get and the, 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 the pep that you get in your step for it and that the ability to sort of move forward is incredible. And it's just by making time away from what you focus on. You know, I took, you know, an hour a day to journal. And that's an hour that I normally would have used editing photos or videos or flying my drone and, you know, trying to create as much content as I possibly can. Yeah, it was a little nerve wracking to take that hour away from that. But once I did it, I realized, A, it's just an hour. And B, this is this is helping me do better with the time that I'm not using to focus on just getting it out there. Um, so definitely 110 percent. I agree with that. Um the, the thing that I, I really am interested in is there are ways to identify burnout as slash before it's happening, before you get to a point where you're truly burnt out. Mm -hmm. And then there are people that, you know, don't realize it until they've already reached that point, that lowest point of burnout. Can you tell us a little bit about how the journeys differ and what somebody that has sort of hit that rock bottom can do that will help them? pull out of that rock bottom and also, uh, you know, help them to not just recover from their burnout, but also stave it off in the future. Are you a remote UAV pilot that struggles with burnout when it comes to finding jobs to use your drones for? Let me tell you about a little solution that might help you alleviate that burnout. The Droning Company, the number one online resource for commercial remote pilots based in the United States. Check them out online at thedroningcompany.com. They've got a second to none job board and you can build your own personal pilot profile that allows you to enter information in such as the services that you offer, the markets that you serve, as well as all of the equipment that you have. And you can upload photos and videos and different data that surrounds the type of work that you do so that you can showcase your talents and your skills to potential employers and clients. There's really no reason not to get signed up. It's just $10 a month or $100 for an annual subscription upfront. You'll pay for that in just one drone job. Definitely worth the investment, thedroningcompany.com and across all major social media platforms. Yeah, I mean, any of the symptoms we were talking about before, um, you know, loss of motivation and just feeling depleted and, you know, feeling emotionally blunted, like any of those symptoms that are popping up. Um, if you're starting to feel any of those, that's probably a good sign. Um, you know, some like the less obvious ones, like appearance and even not keeping up with people, just any of those things when they start to pop up, like that is an opportunity to be like, am I overworking myself? and taking, you know, a step back, you know, I, I would say really the crux of it is, am I putting my work before me? Am I starting to not do things that I would normally do to take care of myself for my work? That'd probably be a good place to just kind of like check in with yourself, um, talking about someone who's like on their way to being burned out. Um, someone who is fully burned out, you know, they're going to be feeling 
probably all the symptoms we talked about and just feeling depleted and just like in a state where they just, they can't do it anymore. They can't work. They're just, they're just empty. Um, and that can look different for, for different people. I, I know for myself, it's just like feeling empty and I find myself just really emotionally heightened and it being kind of unexplained. Like it just, it feels kind of uncontrolled and that like deep stage of burnout looks different for everyone. And I would say, um, you know, for someone that gets to that low point, I think it's really important to be kind to yourself because I started to realize I had this pattern of burnout, you know, after I had already like burned or before I had burned out, you know, so it can, you can get burned out even when you're trying to prevent burnout. It can happen. Um, it can take time to figure out for yourself how to consistently keep yourself healthy to avoid it. So I think, you know, the first thing if you are just fully burned out is resting your mind um, and your body too, but especially your mind um, and, you know, taking it easy. And then first of all, having a mindset practice, um, other things that I recommend people do just consistently is having a morning routine mm -hmm. and sticking to that consistently and making your routine about things that make you feel good and take care of you. Um, something I tell clients is have in your morning routine, a way to engage all five senses. So like sight, I make my bed and like clear my space. I work from home. So making my space look a way that, you know, uh, that feels good to me. That's what I do. Um, you know, touch, I like to do yoga in the morning. I like to listen to music that relaxes me. I like to make my breakfast that engages, um, smell and taste. So having a morning routine that sets you up to be grounded for the day and doing something for yourself. That's another thing is not just starting work right away. You know, taking that moment to do something for you is going to make you feel much more like a person than just a worker bee. Okay. Yeah. Um, and one other quick thing I, I will say sure. I think is really important is learning to listen and respond to your body. So if somebody is just fully burnt out, um, I would say really start giving your body exactly what it needs. Rest, sleep, some exercise, walk. Do you need some fun? Have you had fun recently? Like go out and have a good time with your friends. Um, you know, not in a, you know, extreme destructive way with lots of drinking or something, but you know, something that's going to help you perk up and be social again. Sure. Absolutely. I, I think that's all super important. And, um, I'm very guilty myself. And I know a lot of people that are of not listening to that. Um, it, you know, and maybe like, I love the idea of a routine. Uh, I think that's a fantastic idea, uh, because it, it also like reinforces, like there's that need for wanting to be productive. Um, you know, there's the, those people that are just like, they want to be productive and that's what leads to the burnout. You still get a little bit of that. You still get a little dose of, okay, I'm doing something productive here without, you know, the, the consequences of burnout. You're, you're doing something that's actually healing you in a productive way. Um, so I, I really love that. Uh, here's, here's the one that just came to mind. If you're somebody, and I know I'm asking this because a lot of like, I have a lot of friends in the content creation space, a lot of friends in the drone space. And, you know, if I'm not dealing with burnout, 
I know at least one other person that is. And if you are somebody on the outside looking in and you recognize in somebody that you care about um, that maybe they're, they're starting to experience some burnout, uh, no matter how severe it may or may not be, you know, how can you help to, you know, address this with your friend, with your loved one and, you know, help them get back on the right course? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Um, you know, this is um, a place where I would say show, don't tell, because, you know, a lot of times when we're someone who burns out a lot, we've had a lot of people tell us for a long time, slow down, you're doing too much, you're too hard on yourself. And you hear those things, but until you recognize for yourself that you have this problem and you want to change it, it's not going to get better. You know, they have to realize it first. So I think if you're seeing somebody and they're having this, um, you know, trouble with burnout, you know, maybe say, hey, I want to go take this yoga meditation class. Come with me. Um, I want to cook this delicious meal that seems like it'll just make us feel really good. Or um, I want to, um, let's see, what's another, you know, go do a fun, uplifting activity. Uh, I don't go bowling. I don't know. Something fun. You know, basically just getting them away from that work and showing them, here's what it feels like to not be in that zone. You know, and maybe if they, in that process, you know, try to do work, you know, you're doing something fun and they're trying to like work again, try to encourage them to just enjoy the moment. Um, I think showing them what it's like, because I think for me, if I had really known what it would be like to feel not constantly burned out, I would have gotten here a little bit sooner. Not that anyone could have done that for me. I kind of had to figure that out for myself. But if you see someone and you want to do something for them, I would say try to find a way to show them. Okay. I think that's that's great advice. And, um, you know, it sort of brings me to my next question. You know, you work in the drone industry uh, for your family's company. Um, you also work as a burnout coach. We talked a little bit before we started the podcast about the importance of recognizing that within the drone industry because the industry moves so fast and because there's so much new development and new information being thrown at people. You know, is there anything specific to the drone industry uh, that you see right now in terms of burnout or how it can be addressed, uh, you know, that works more effectively for professionals in our, in our industry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a great question. And, um, you know, I actually spoke to many people at the show who, you know, shared with me their own experiences feeling burned out in the industry. Um, you know, I would say don't lose yourself. You know, if you're somebody who's like, I'm a drone pilot. No, you're not. You are Chris. You know, that's who <laughs> you are first and foremost before you are your job title. So, you know, the more you take care of yourself and, you know, you lean into like, we talked about feminine energy before those resting and taking care of your body and making sure you're emotionally healthy. The more you do those things, even though it might, when you start feel counterproductive, that's going to make you so much better for an industry that's moving fast. You're going to be able to think more clearly. You're going to have a better focus. You're going to see the big picture better. Um, you'll be more motivated because you will be at a better, more grounded place. So, you know, make sure, like, I can't emphasize that enough that you are taking care of you first and foremost before your work. 
that's that's fantastic input. Um, you know, you you just you did give me just a cue there uh, that I, I want to go back and it, it's, we've been past this for a few minutes here, but I I just want to address this because I I think it'd be important to define. We talked a little bit about the difference, and you shared the difference between what is feminine energy uh, versus masculine energy. Yeah. Um, you know, can you give us some like real world examples? Because I, I don't think we flesh that out quite enough to, to, sure. to find, you know, what the differences are. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I would really, to just put it as simply as I can, feminine energy is the rest, masculine energy is the work. So, um, you know, I talked about the different aspects of both. So we'll talk about, let's say, um, intuition versus logic. So intuition is a more feminine energy thing. Masculine is more logic. So for some of us, when we're burning out a lot, we might try to solve everything logically. We're moving up into our head. A lot of times when we get burned out, we go up into our head to try to solve everything. And we have battles and we create structures and we create pro and con lists to make decisions where like, we're not trusting one of the most powerful things, which is our gut. Now I'm not saying logic isn't important. Of course it is important, but you know, I, I think we've all had experiences where we've had a gut feeling about something and we listened to it and it worked out, or maybe another time we had a gut feeling and we didn't listen to it and it didn't work out. And that can feel really scary, especially when you're in, um, you know, a big business like drones, which is very scientific and it's very technology based. And so, you know, saying, I really have a gut feeling about this. You know, I, I'm feeling like maybe we should go this other direction. That can feel kind of scary. Um, so that would be an example. And so, you know, the more that you're allowing yourself to rest, the better you're going to be at listening to your gut when it's telling you something. Um, another, um, another one would be, you know, emotion versus, uh, or actually let me talk about a different one. Um, fluidity versus structure, you know, so fluidity again is more in that rest structure is more work-based. Um, you know, it's easy for us to get very rigid. We have to remember we're not robots. We might work with robots but we are not robots. <laughs> <laughs> and so we might really try to have these structures and make these structures work for ourselves. And, you know, of course, as a society, we need to have structure to be able to function, but we need to be able to flow in that. And in an industry where things are constantly moving, we have to have that ability to flow. So think about, you know, the way the industry has changed and think about all the companies that aren't still here that were here just a few years ago. You know, there can be many reasons for that, but part of it is companies get stuck and they say, we're not changing. You know, if my dad had said no to those um, military customers that reached out to us in 2009 about drone parachutes, we would not be where we are today, mm -hmm. which is, you know, incredible. I'm, I'm very proud of where we are. Um, and so being able to, you know, and I know go with the flow is such like a cliche phrase, but it, but it's true being able to see where things are going and say, okay, maybe this is not aligned with the structure that I had created. Um, I'm going to go with that. Mm -hmm. I don't, does that kind of answer your question a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it definitely, definitely answers the question for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I definitely appreciate that. I was, I was sort of thinking, you know, it's, it's funny this, the example that you used or the, 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 
the, the statement that you made about how we are we work with robots, but we are not robots. And, uh, you know, it, it, that is so, I think that we get lost in that a lot. And what's even funnier now that I'm thinking about it even more is I give like my drones a little personality, you know, like they're, they're moving things and, and they do have their own way, their own characteristics, whether it's a drone that's flying, or I don't know if at the UAV expo, you actually saw the robot dog from yes. like the geosystems. It's like, you look at that and you're like, how can I not like assign some sort of a personality to that, to that thing, right? you know? Um, <laughs> but you know, going backwards, because that's, that's more just ridiculous than anything is um, we do, we get lost in it. And I think it's because we are working with these very automated, very rigid systems all the time. Whether it's programming a drone, whether it's piloting a drone, whether it's setting a drone up to fly itself, there's just so many facets to what you can do with the technology. But the thing that's consistent in each facet of that is it's the manual procedure is very robotic, whether the human or the drone is doing it, it's all very robotic. And that tends to lend to not taking care of the very human side of the industry, uh, which is what sort of has carried the technology to where it is now. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's a fantastic point. And I was when you said that, I just sort of that's like resonated with me. It's almost like a gong in my head, and I was like, "Wow, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, <Okay>. so." <laughs> so, in terms of, I, I do have one question, one last question here for you. Yeah. Um, are you a drone pilot yourself? Like, do you fly at all or are you more just the, the fruity shoots end of things? <laughs> yeah, I'm more the fruity shoots end of things. Like I, <laughs> I have, I have flown. I, I actually, the first trade show I ever went to, I won a Phantom 4 in a raffle. Wow. And my dad was like, this is mine now. And I was like, well, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> so I do have a drone, a quite nice drone, but yeah. Um, but it is it is a company drone now. So um, yeah, I, I don't really fly. I mean, living in New York City, that's not really an option, anyways. But that's true. Yeah. Um, but I, I still I love the industry, and I think it is it's so exciting. And um, you know, I, I'm always I've always been very passionate about whatever you know career focus I have, and the drone industry is so exciting. So you know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm in it not just because my family is, but because I love it. Yeah, that, and that's that's awesome to see. And that's we didn't touch on that enough today, but hopefully you can come on in the future and we can talk a little bit more about that side of it with you. Um, yeah. But it's certainly very apparent that you do love the industry itself, too. Um, and if you ever find yourself wandering out of New York City and you happen to stroll across the Pennsylvania border, let me know and I'll let you fly one of my drones. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Can't wait. laughs> before, before we wrap things up here, uh, where can people find you, Janice? Uh, how can they get in touch with you, whether it's for burnout or for fruity shoes? How are you best contacted? Yeah. So, okay. So if you are looking for info on fruity shoots and you want to reach out to me, um, best way is email, which is um, Janice at fruityshoots.com. So that's J-A-N-I-C-E at fruityshoots.com. If you are um, looking for, um, you know, some information on burnout, um, you can follow me on social media. I'm most um, active on Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. You can just find me by my name, Janice Ingelgau, um, J-A-N-I-C-E-E-N-G-E-L-G-A-U. And um, if you are feeling like I want to get working, I want to do some coaching, send me an email at janice.tmp.blog at gmail.com. And I have a little gift for your listeners 
This is a little ebook. I go over five things that you can do on a daily basis to be able to prevent burnout. It's called Five Simple Steps to Boost Self-Love to Beat Burnout. You can go to that. Um, you can get that by going to JaniceIngelgau.com slash free. Awesome. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for that gift to the listeners. I encourage yes. you, whether you're listening to this on Spotify or watching on YouTube, go check that out. It's, it's free. It's a gift from Janice to you. Very generous. And it'll definitely help too. Uh, burnout is one of those things in the industries of both drones, as well as content creation. And that goes for any vertical out there, whether you work in banking, whether you work in restaurants, wh whatever the case may be, burnout is a real thing. And you have to make sure that you're putting yourself as the person, Chris, not the drone pilot first, because exactly. that's how you stave that off. <laughs> So Janice, thank you so much for joining us today. We will definitely have you on again in the future. Um, until next time, I'm Chris, the Drone Geek. This is Janice, and we are out of here. I can the party, yeah, I can the dance. Already made reservations. No